Hi, everyone. You know, we had two big games today. Well, one big game, one, like, pretty good game. Wasn't a big game, though. Like, I guess every game in the conference finals is a big game, but, you know, we had one game seven and one game one, so I guess, you know, game seven is the big one. The game one is more like, you know, it's there. But before I talk about those two games, I want to talk about NBA 2K just because... I know if I don't talk about it right now, I'm going to forget about it. So I just want to go in on them right now. The, I I absolutely hate the model that NBA 2K works on. And I understand, you know, they keep making money. So they're like, why would we change this up? But like the way they do it is so everything will be fine. And then the next year, so like 2K20, I thought was really good. I thought it was good. Then 2K21, what, what do they do? They fucked up the shooting. They had like 11 different updates trying to fix the shooting and it's still fucking garbage. It's garbage. And this isn't the first time they've done this. Like, you know, this, this keeps repeating. It's like a three-year cycle where they do this. So the game's fine. It's pretty good. Then the next year, they fuck something up. Everyone complains about it. And so for 2K22... They're probably going to fix the shooting and everyone's going to be like, oh, it's good again because, you know, they fixed the shooting. So it's not garbage. And, you know, they're going to get credit for something that they never should have fucked up in the first place. And then, you know, people are going to play 2K22 and be like, oh, you know what? You know, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good game. You know, I have high hopes for 2K23. And then for 2K23, they're going to fuck up like the dribbling or something. They're going to do some dumb shit with that and then people are going to complain about that and then 2k24 they're going to fix the dribbling people are going to be like oh wow you know not a bad game and then 2k25 they're gonna they're gonna fuck something else up like this is just how they do it like it's so dumb and like i understand you know they're making like money so they're like fuck it who cares but i don't think they're advancing anything in like the gaming things like i i thought 2k21 was absolutely garbage i don't think i feel like most of the people that worked on it should be fired it was it's so bad um anyway let's get to the game there were two like i said i'm not i want i said two big games then i said that actually one of them was a big game but let's talk about the big game uh hawk 76ers game seven i think i picked the 76ers in six Six or seven. I picked them in six or seven. And that was before I knew Embiid was, you know, going to be playing. I thought, you know, I, I, what my guess was I thought Matisse and Ben would do a good good enough job on, uh, what's his name, Trey Young. And if I'm being completely honest, I thought they did. Like, Trey Young did not have a good, efficient series. You know what I mean? Tonight he went five for twenty-three and they still won. So like, what I thought would happen did happen. The problem was, you know, Ben Simmons. I didn't think I didn't think this matchup with no Hunter, no Reddish, you know, Solomon Hill barely playing, Tony Snell barely playing. I thought I didn't I did not think we would see this Simmons so soon in the playoffs. Like I knew this Simmons was coming at some point, but I didn't think it was going to be coming against the Hawks and I guess I forgot that they did have you know John Collins and I didn't think John Collins could do it 
just because I've never seen John Collins being like a a good defender, and I think he's been real. I think he's been good this series on on defense and on like he's been okay on offense. But like like I've talked about this before, he's he's invisible on offense because of you know the Trey Capella pick and roll. Like you know, there's no there's not a lot of space for Collins to do his thing. Whew. Um. All right, so let's get to like the big part of this. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I was going to talk about the big part being Ben Simmons. But is are the Hawks winning the actual, the, like, the bigger part? You know, a lot of times I think we focus on, you know, the loser because it might be, like, the bigger name. And then we don't talk about, you know, like, the winner, the team that actually won. Like, uh, Clippers Nuggets last year, you know, it was all about, you know, Kawhi, Paul George choking. But it wasn't enough about, oh, Jamal Murray... Jokic, that's the new. That's a that's a duo that now you have to put up there with anyone. So, but I, I want to talk about Ben Simmons just because I feel like that that's the reason the 76ers lost this series. Ben Simmons, I I don't know what's I I can't believe how bad he was. Like I know he had the assist, I know he had the rebounds, but like you can't manufacture 15 points. Just 15, like 15 points per game. You can't manufacture that. You're 6'10". You can handle the ball. You're athletic. You're quick. You're fast. And you can't get 15 points. You're scoring nothing in the fourth quarters. You can't, like, force a switch onto Lou Will or Trey Young and then just put it up. I don't understand what the fuck is going on. And most, like, everyone's made the Draymond comparison. I think there is a role for him. On a championship team because I still don't think he's being used completely correctly. There are because firstly he's not a point guard. Let's L. He's not a point guard. You know they asked Doc Rivers about it. He said I don't know anymore. I don't know. And you know Joel Embiid. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the quote that he's I'm gonna talk about the quote he said later when I discuss the play that you know happened. But firstly Ben Simmons is not a point guard. He is not a point guard. If you want to play him, he's Draymond Green. He's a Draymond Green type player. When Joel Embiid's posting up, this man can't just be standing in the dunker spot. He has to go set some screens. He has to have his man occupied. Instead, he's just standing there. He ruins it. He's a, he's a spacing killer out there. Um, the, but the, one of the big things with the Draymond Ben Simmons thing is Draymond's like a 70 to 75% free throw shooter. Ben Simmons just set the record for worst free throw shooting in playoff history. He shot, I think, 31%. That I can't believe he shot 31%. That's insane. That's worse than when Shaq had, like, a broken back. That's worse than Wilt, like, his last five, six, seven years when, like, his, his free throw shooting really fell off. So that that's one of the big differences because, like, at least when Draymond had the ball, you like I've never seen a team hack a Draymond. I've never seen that. I've never seen Draymond be afraid to go to the line, and you know because he's afraid to go to the line, he's not driving, he's not being aggressive. You can like regular season, not like Ben that's only shooting like sixty percent at the free throw line, but he's doing it consistently, sixty to sixty five percent at the free throw line, and he's doing it consistently. That Ben is manufacturing, you know. You know, 15 points, 18 points. He just is. Because 
he's he's okay getting to the line. He's fine with getting to the line. But the Ben that's, you know, making three out of every ten free throws, that dude is not aggressive because he doesn't want to get to the line. And he's so into his head. So let's just talk about the play. You know, he's so into his head. He made a nice move on Gallinari in the fourth quarter with, I think, maybe four or five minutes left. He spun off of him. Gallo's stuck. Like, that Gallo's not even, like, facing towards him anymore. Ben is at the rim. Trey Young is, like, a second away from him. And instead of dunking it, instead of laying it up, he passed it off to Matisse. What the fuck are you doing? And Matisse got fouled, and it's like, he made one out of two free throws. But it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're this much in your head that you can't even just lay the ball up? Like, what do you... I don't understand what you're doing. And, you know, you when he passed it, you can... Like, the disgust on Seth Curry's face... You would not believe it. And when uh, he passed it and Matisse got fouled and there was no end one, it was just free throws, you could tell, like, you, you could see Joel on, like, the end of the, at the corner of the screen just, like, throw his hands in the air. Like, what the fuck? This is the guy I'm playing with? And after the game, he, you know, he didn't mention Ben, but he, he talked about the plays. Like, you know, you know that play, you know, where we could have had two points, but instead we got one free throw. I thought that was a momentum shift. And I don't think that's true. I think there was too much time left. There was just too much time left for that to be true. And, like, you know, Joel is going to get, like, no blame on this just because, you know, he was playing hurt, torn meniscus. No, not torn, like, partially torn meniscus. And he had a pretty good offensive and, I think, defensive series. So people aren't going to blame him. But, like, he had 16 turnovers in two games. 16. He turned it over at the end when that was still a pretty, like, winnable game where it was 98 94 he turned it over with like 45 seconds left gallo got it dunked it six point game game over right there actually it wasn't game over like one thing i i'm not understanding is these coaches so it was 194 and i think tobias harris got a two and it was a four point game with i think 40 seconds left i think 40 seconds left and doc rivers told them to foul why are you fouling right there? Why not just wait it out? You still get the ball with, well, like, you get a stop and you get the ball with 16 seconds left in a four-point game. You make a three, now it's a one-point game. Now you're actually in it. But instead, you foul, now it's a five-point game, and you miss the three. So now it's done. Like, it's really, really done. You didn't even give yourself a chance to win that game because you fouled. You don't trust your defense. Your defense has been keeping you in these games while your offense has been garbage. Like, that's the only reason either of these teams won. It's not because they were so good on offense, because, you know, they were so good on defense. Well, I don't think the Hawks were, like, like as good as the numbers would suggest they were on defense, because I think, you know, the Hawks, and, the Hawks have a Ben Simmons problem. So, you know, the Hawks were probably, like, a B-plus on defense, but the, I think the 76ers were like at least an A minus on defense. A, A minus on defense. I thought they were really good on defense. Um, another crucial play Matisse fouling Herder, who had the game of his life. Uh, 27 points. He just abused Seth Curry, abused whoever, George Hill. You know, he was just getting, he was too big for them. And with Bogdan being injured, he stepped up and he, you know, 27 points, you know, 10 for like. Maybe it was like 11 for like 17, 18 shooting. Like he was, like he could not be guarded out there, especially against like the smaller guys. And like that's where you see, 
you know, them missing like a Danny Green because Danny Green is a great team defender and he's a good wing defender. He's not good with like the small point guards. You know, we saw that in game one against Trey Young. Like he's not good with those type of players, but he is good against like the wings. And especially if you're not like Herder, I've always liked Herder. Like you can look at, listen to like my older podcast. I've always liked Herder. And you know, like the beginning of the season, I even talked about like, I, I didn't know why they signed Bogdan. I guess they had the money, so it's like, why not? But I thought Herder was like taking a big step up from what I saw in that, um, you know, last season. I thought he was taking a big step up. I thought he was really good. And, you know, Bogdan actually took a big step up this year. He became even a better player. So I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, Herder had a big game. They could, like, Danny Green could have done something at least with that. Um, and he can make threes. He can, he's a good help defender. So the defense would have been even better. Um, but yeah, like Herder had a great game. Gallo, I think, made some big threes. Uh, Trey did not have a good game. I, di- I didn't think he was good at any point of this game. He made like two buckets down the end, down the stretch. But like, you, you know, I've talked about like the hero ball thing. Like he, he still has that. And that's something I'm not like a big fan of. Where it's like, oh, it's my team. So I have to take all the shots. I have to do everything. It's like, no, no, you don't. You know, you're 5 for 23, bro. You don't have to do all this. You, you know, you've gone 3 for 20. You don't have to do, like, you don't have to take that, all those shots. That's not something you have to do. You're doing it because you want to. Um, and, you know, with this win, the, it's, I, I've already seen it. Like, oh, you know, uh, you guys give all that hype to Luca. You know, Trey deserves it too. And, like, firstly, he's getting it. Like, no one's not talking about Trey Young. But secondly, I think it's going too far. Like, People are like, oh, you know, is he a top 10 player now? Is he a top 15 player? My opinion of Trey Young has not changed one bit. He's doing the exact same things he did in the regular season. He's not doing one thing different. All he's doing is playing more minutes, and that's it. His efficiency is the same. Probably a little worse now. And, you know, he just went 5 for 23 in a game, and people are talking about, he's a superstar. Did you see? Like, they're talking about him like he's carrying them. He is not carrying them. They're not having good offensive games at all. He's not having good offensive games at all. So it's like, what are you guys looking at? I don't understand. You know, I talked about this in the maybe last podcast, maybe two podcasts ago. I don't understand this thing where, you know, just because a team is winning now, it's like, oh, is this guy a top 10 player now? Is this guy a superstar? No, he's not. No, he's not a superstar. He's a very good fucking player. That's all he is. And that's good enough. And no, he doesn't deserve to be getting the same hype as Luca because Luca's probably going to go down as a top 25 player all time. Like, probably a top 25 player all time. I, I, you know what? I'll say this. At worst, at worst, he's going to go down as a top 30 player all time. That's his, that's his floor. That's his floor. Um, and Trey Young, is he going to crack the top 50? I don't think so. Is like Donovan Mitchell gonna crack the top crack the top fifty? I don't think so. Like these guys are all really good fucking players. They're just not that. You know what I mean? So like it's kinda like you know, we had uh Kobe, Wade, T Mac, and then there was Vince Carter. Like one is not like the other. Dwayne Wade was like a like a 
MVP caliber player. Kobe Bryant won an MVP. T-Mac was an MVP caliber player. Vince was just a little bit below that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like just a little bit below that. Uh, from the forwards, we had, you know, Tim Duncan, Dirk, Kevin Garnett. And then we had Chris Webber. Chris Webber was really fucking good. Like, really, really fucking good. He's just not like those three other guys. He's just not. So... And that's not a sh- that's not shit. Like people, like people think just because you're saying someone's not a superstar, you hate them. Like you, you don't want them to be in the NBA. You hate them. You don't like watching them. No, no, no. I love watching Trey Young. I think he's so shifty. I just don't think he's as good. He's not a superstar. I still don't think that. It's kind of like when Tom Brady. Like I like Tom Brady too. It's not a shade at him or anything. It's like when Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. And his team scores like 11 points. And they're like, oh. Adding to his legacy again. It's like, no. How does this make him a better player? His team scored 11 points. How does this make him a better player? 11 or 13. I can't remember right now. Like, how does that... Like, he played like garbage. How does that make him now a better player? I don't understand. So, you know, until Trey becomes a better player, I'm still going to think of him as just a really good fucking player. So, yeah, that's, that was my Trey Young thing there. Uh, Capella played great. Oh, one, one other thing. Akongwu. You know, I've talked about this before. I think he's really good. And I think he's better on, uh, like, the perimeter than I thought because he was guarding Tobias Harris. He was guarding Joel, and I thought he held pretty, like, I thought he held up against Joel pretty well. Like, he had some, like, good strength to him. So I thought he held up there pretty well. And on Tobias, he was pretty good, too. Like, I've talked about this before. I think they're going to have to, maybe not next year, but like the year after that, they're probably going to have to pick between him or Capella because I think he's going to get that much better. Uh, big fan of his. Uh, the other thing, Tobias Harris. I'm not, I don't, like, I thought it was a mistake at the time paying him, especially over like Jimmy. I, like, I would have gotten rid of, I would, I would have signed Jimmy and I would have packaged Tobias, not I guess you couldn't have at that time, but I would I would have I would have kept Jimmy and then I would have traded Ben, and like a sign and trade uh, with Tobias or someone else. Like that's what I would have done. I, I would not have kept Tobias Harris. I guess they had like the, but not even then. Like because that back that back then they still had Brett Brown, so like they still didn't have Doc Rivers. So I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Um, Tobias Harris eight for twenty four. Like he's a good third guy, but like if he's your second scorer, he's just not that. That's, that's asking too much from him. You know, Chris Middleton is showing to be like a, you know, a, like a pretty good second guy. A pretty great second guy because... Not an elite second guy, but a pretty great second guy. Just because him playing all those minutes and still being like really good. That was very impressive to me. Because I think the last... After going down 0-2 the last five games, he averaged like 29 points. Like, that's what he was doing. So, you know, shout, um, I was going to say shout out Chris Middleton, but I don't know what the hell, I don't know what that has to do with anything, but, uh, Tobias Harris, uh, unless they, like, and the thing with Ben is now, what are you going to get for him? I don't even know what, what's there, what, what's out there for you to get for him. The only thing you can do now is get a Kyle Lowry or something, and your hope would be, Ben is just a power forward now. We're going Kyle, I don't know, like, you know, 
blank at shooting guard, I don't know yet. Tobias and Ben. And Embiid, of course. And I think that's a really good fucking team. You know, if, if Ben is, like, a true, like... No, 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 I'm, a, I'm just now a power forward and I'm going to do the things that I said I'm going to do. That, that, you know, I should be doing that's going to help my team more than me being, like, a ball handler and shit like that. And, uh, you know, the thing with Ben is... For some reason, he thinks it's too good. He's too good to be doing those things. And the thing I don't understand about that is... Draymond Green gets paid the max. Or near the max. I can't remember. I know he's gotten one max at least. And he's got a huge contract right now. Draymond Green is going to be a Hall of Famer. He is. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. You're too good for that? You're too good for that. You're too good to be getting the max and be probably a Hall of Famer. Because right now, you're not looking like a Hall of Famer. Right now, your career does not look to be Hall of Fame good. So, I, I think that's one thing they could do if they can't, like, package Ben for something or someone. Um, I Like, I really, like I'm probably going to do this later, I guess. I'll, maybe I'll do it at some point tomorrow. Maybe. I don't know yet. I might do it. I don't know. I might fuck around and do it. Who knows? Um, you know, do the whole trade, fi- like the like the trade machine for all the teams that are out of the playoffs now and how they can improve. Whew. Um, for the Hawks, I don't like. I don't want to keep mentioning it. I'm just gonna. Talk, I'm just gonna say defense, and you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm, I'm gonna talk about it again. They've had a top ten defense since Nate McMillan took over. They were really good on defense. Uh, they're going to play Milwaukee, I think, starting Tuesday. I think that's the first game, Tuesday. Um, all right, so let's get to game. I should talk about Doc for a second, too. Doc's a good coach. He's just not a great coach. The only time he won a championship was... And he's not an innovative coach. I don't think he's... Like, I think he's a good coach. He's not a great coach. And he's not an innovative coach where he sees things that other people just don't see yet. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it is one of those things where it's like... Like, you you might have had rosters to win something. But because you didn't see some... Like, you, you probably... You, you might have cost yourself something. You might have cost yourself a championship. Because you weren't able to see, like, what you had. You know, the Celtics in 2008, they were able to win because that was just... They had the most talent in the league. Like, they were the best team in the league. They, they had the most talent in the league, and that's why they won. You know, Kevin Garnett was still an MVP player. And then you had two guys who were good enough to be the number twos on championship teams. Like, Ray Allen was good enough to be a number two on a championship team. Paul Pierce was good enough to be a number two on a championship team. And Kevin Garnett was an MVP caliber player. So, you know, he had that and he had the most talent in the league. And then, you know, he, had, he actually had someone that was innovative on his bench in Tom Thibodeau where he said, you know, teams do this a lot, but I have Kevin Garnett and I have Rajon Rondo and I have a good defensive mind. I have a good defensive team. We're just going to ice the fuck out of teams. And people just didn't know how to, like, deal with that. 
And, you know, the new thing right now is just, you know, the five-out switching that, you know, the the Warriors didn't really start this. I, I feel like they, 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 like, like, the Celtics didn't start icing. You know what I mean? They didn't, they didn't start the whole icing pick and roll thing, but they just did it so well and they did it so effectively. And, you know, they won a title doing it, doing it all the time too. So that's why I feel like, you know, they get credit for like the ice stuff. And that's why the Warriors get credit for like the five out switching. Because they were so fucking good at it. They were elite at it. Because like the Heat used like the Heat with Braun, Wade, Bosch, Badia, they used to switch a lot of screens too. And then when they had Ray in there, they would do it even more. But you know what I mean? Like they just didn't do it as much. Like they they still a lot of times were playing like traditional defenses where you know, Wade and LeBron and Mario and all these players, they would chase over screens and get back to their man. You know, Bosch would be a hedge guy and stuff like that. Like, they weren't doing it all the time. The Warriors pretty much did it all the time, except for with Steph. Like, sometimes they would do it with Steph, but, like, they would get out of it, like, pretty quick. They wouldn't do it all the time with Steph. Um, so, yeah, like, the, the time that he won, it was that. And then you look at it after that, it was... Uh, 09, they were up 3-2 against the Magic, lost that series. Uh, up 3-2 against the Lakers, and Game 6 is the least prepared I've ever seen a team. I've ever seen a team. The least prepared I've ever seen a team. Game 7, they had that game won and they lost. It's like, how do you lose that game? Like, why couldn't you come up with something? You know, you were getting killed on the boards already, so why not do something like, we're playing KG at the five, we're spreading the floor out. Why didn't you do something like that? That's what I mean about the, you know, not creative part. So, they were up 3-2, then on the heat, lost that one. Like, I don't, I'm not going to blame him for that one because LeBron just went crazy and let's, you know, the greatest or second greatest or third greatest player of all time. So, I'm not going to go, like, crazy about that one um what else did they lose they, they lost a 3-1 to houston where he said oh you know what i saw them coming back why don't you do something about it then why don't you do something about it then you know they lost to court like that was the game they lost to Corey brewer and josh smith making threes like, why don't you go guard them why don't you put your guys in there longer how about that how about that so you know that was terrible and then they lost, uh, obviously, 3-1 to, uh, what's it called, the Nuggets. You know, that was a series just filled with mistakes. They should have gone five out way sooner. They should have gone five out at all. I, I barely saw any five out. Um, and now this. Up 2-1 against a team that you're much better than. You're more, way more talented than. And, like, you can blame Ben Simmons. You know, you can blame, oh, you know, Joel had that, you know, knee injury. So he wasn't 100%. That's why he's getting tired in the fourth quarter. But it's like, you have the talent. You have to figure it out. They're, they're banged up on the wings. Like, you have to do something about it. Like, you have to find a way to score. And he wasn't able to do that. So, like, I'm not, I don't think, like, Doc Rivers is a trash cho- choke, I mean, coach or anything. He is a choker, but, like. I, don't, I just don't think he's a great one, and I don't think he's particularly innovative. So, 
Yeah, that's the Doc Rivers thing there. Um, all right, let's get to the next game. Suns. Uh, Suns Clippers, both teams missing their, in my opinion, best player. I know some people are going to say Devin Booker might be, but I still think it's Chris Paul. Um, you know, Devin Booker just went crazy. And my thing is, you know, Devin Booker's been doing this. And I'm, like, he's been this good. I don't think he's gotten, like, better or anything. I've seen him do this already. Like, these type of games, these type of, uh, you know, production on the uh, court, he's been doing this. And people are like, oh, no, he was a good a good stats, bad team guy. It's like, no, 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 no. You watch him play, and you can tell this guy has a winning game. He just didn't have the winning players around him. But you could tell that, like, he had a playoff game. You know, the playoff game is low turnovers and always get a good shot. And that's what they've been doing. Like, I think they only had seven turnovers as a team. The Clippers were really good with the ball, too, only eight. And the other thing I loved was I think he played 44 or 45 minutes. No Chris Paul, I'm playing 45 minutes, and he got it done. Um, I think he scored 16 straight points. I think I know he only had, like, 13 going to halftime, so he must have scored, what, 28 in the second half. So, like, he was on it. Uh, really good player. And I, and I, like, I talk about he's always been this good. Like, he knows that, too, because I remember there was a reporter that asked asked him. No, no. He didn't ask him, but I think he said, you know, you're so much better now. And Devin was like, you think I'm way better now? And he was, like, annoyed at the reporter. Because, like, yo, I've been doing this. You guys just didn't pay attention. You guys said I was a loser. And now I might be going to the finals. And now you guys are talking about, oh, Devin Booker has finally figured it out. No, 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 no. I've been doing this. You get, you guys just have to take the L on this that you were wrong about me. It's not I've gotten better. Like, he's doing the exact same thing he's always done. So, you know, Devin Booker was amazing. Great game. Um, the other thing from this game was, I think seven guys for the Sun scored 50% or more. Shot 50% or more. That's insane. Like, every, like everyone was shooting. Like, the whole starting lineup shot 50% or better. So, that's a pretty good recipe for winning. And for, as the team, I think they shot 55%. So, low turnovers, 55% shooting from the field. Like, yeah, you're probably going to win that game. Um, uh, DeAndre Ayton, you know, I don't think he's a great post-up player, but he's a he's, he's way more comfortable trying to score over people than Rudy is. Rudy Gobert was, so like, well, is. I don't want to say was. It's not like Rudy is dead or something. Um so yeah, DeAndre Ayn, like he was able to take advantage of that. He was able to like take it up strong against smaller players. And that's something like he can do. Like he should be averaging twenty to twenty-four points a series. Like he's gonna get those. Like the easy hook shots. Just go strong at the rim. Like you're way bigger than everyone. And I think he's gonna be able to do that. Um for some reason, I don't know. I really you don't have to be a good, great elite post player to go up against you know, these guys four inches shorter than you weigh 30, 40 pounds less than you. You don't have to be a great post player to do that type of stuff. Especially against players, you know, that aren't used to guarding bigs. So, like, DeAndre, I don't think he's a good, great, or elite post-up player. But I think he's... 
I think he's fine. And he, he just, he's way more aggressive. Like, he's going to get the ball and he's going to go towards the rim. And I think he's going to have a really good series just by doing that. Um, may, and maybe he might even force them to play big. I don't know. I don't know if he will, but maybe the Clippers are like, nope, we don't care. We're still staying small. And, you know, I feel like that's what they might do. I don't know. Uh, the other thing from the Sun side, uh, it feels like whenever Cam Johnson has a good game, they usually win. Like, he's like their ultimate X factor. It's like, oh, Cam Johnson had, you know, Cam Johnson made four threes or whatever. Oh, yeah, they probably won that game. You know, it's one of those things. Oh, Cam Johnson went, uh, uh, what's it called, 0 for 9? Oh, yeah, they, they probably lost that game. It, it, that just, it's just what that feels like. Um, because it feels like you you know what you're going to get from their starters. Like, their starters are as consistent as they come. So, like, you know what you're going to get from them. So, you just need, like, that extra something. Where it's like, oh, he had, you know, 14 points, 16 points. Oh, yeah, they probably won that game. It's a lot like the Bucks in that way. Where, like, I, like you, you kind of know you're going to get, like, 80 points from the Bucks, uh big not big four, like they're big three plus Brooke Lopez. You know you're gonna get like eighty points from them. So it's like, oh, Pat Connington had twelve, Bryn Forbes had twelve. Oh yeah, they probably won that game. They probably won that game. And so PJ Tucker had you know, PJ Tucker made three threes and had a layup. Oh yeah, they probably won that game. It's one of those things. So you know what you're gonna get from like the guys. So it's just like that extra um, player that plays minutes that actually plays minutes because Connington, Cam Johnson, they actually play minutes. So it's like, yeah, if they give you something, you're probably going to win that game. Um, on the Clippers side, this is one thing I actually don't understand where it's, you know, people were like, oh, they had, of course they lost. Of course they lost game one. They only had like one or two days, well, I think one or two days off. And then they were in Phoenix playing. So, of course, they, they lost game two. They might, they, they, of course, they lost game one. They might win game two. But it's like, they still played 40 fucking minutes. It's not like they didn't, like, it's not like Paul George and them, they didn't play any minutes. And now they're going to have one, two, three, three days off for game two. No, no, they played, they played one day after game six. And then they played 40 minutes. So, like, they attacked on minutes. So, I don't know how somehow they're going to be fresher for game two. Like, that's something I don't understand. Um, but I thought, they were, I thought they played all right. I thought, they all, I thought they played all right. So, you know, Kawhi out. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. If he's out longer than maybe two, three games, I feel like the Suns are probably going to the finals. Um... So yeah, we'll see with Kawhi. I thought Paul George, Paul George started off good. Then in the fourth quarter, he was not, he was non-existent. And like that's the thing, people are gonna talk about. Oh, he only had one day off, but he was only having one day off from game five to game six, anyways. So it's like, what the fuck? And now you got, he's only gonna have one day off from game one to game two. So it's like, but now he's gonna be fresher. Like I don't understand that. Ooh, uh, Terrence Manstead looks pretty productive out there. Um, not, not much to say about this game. I feel like if... Like, Chris Paul is going to be back. With Kawhi Leonard, I don't know. And if Kawhi's not back, I don't see how this I don't see how this series goes anything more than, like, five or six games. 
depending on when Chris comes back. If Chris is back for game two, which is probably unlikely, it can it can probably if he if he's back for game two, this is gonna go five games at best. If he's no, if he's in for game two, this is gonna go five games at best. If he's out for game two, this is probably gonna go six games. Um, yeah, and that's it. I think that's it. I think I covered everything I want to talk about. You know, NBA 2K being trash. Uh, and the two games. Alright, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah.